Hello, everyone. You're listening to the LockingYourSuccess.com Trading Performance Podcast with Master Trading Performance Coach John Locke, where it's all about real traders, real problems, and real coaching. This is episode number 22, and in this episode, I'd like to talk about a topic that's brought up to me a lot in regard to performance when we are trading. Now, I'm often asked, how can I perform my best as a trader. And when you think about it, performing your best really is the same regardless of what you're doing, whether it's trading or sports or whatever. And the key component to performing well is always going to be the state of mind that you're in. If you're in the right state of mind, things sometimes can go effortlessly and you know what to do and you feel decisive. But if you're in a poor state of mind, then a lot of times everything seems confusing and and, and you seem to get overwhelmed. And of course, a lot of times fear or stress comes in and then you start making poor trading decisions. So the state you're in is going to be critical to performing your best. And perhaps the best state that you could possibly be in is something called the state of flow. Now, for those of you who don't know what flow is, it's kind of when we enter a state and where uh, some people call it in the zone as well. You know, we enter a state and we're hyper-focused and we can concentrate well on what we want. We're challenged, but we're not overly challenged. In other words, we're not really worried so much about the outcome, but we're, we're, we're enjoying the challenge. We're loving what we do. And you, know, you may or may not win in those cases, but either way, you enjoyed it and you, did the, you performed the absolute best you possibly could under that situation. And that's pretty much what the flow state is. Now, the flow state is going to have, uh, let's see, eight primary characteristics. Number one, absolute concentration uh, or feeling like you are concentrating and focused. And focus being number two, uh, being focused on a goal. Number three would be a sense that time's either speeding up or slowing down. One of the cool things about your unconscious mind is it, it can alter the perception of time. And I think we've all seen this before. I mean, if we're incredibly, incredibly bored waiting in line, then sometimes, you know, 15 minutes can seem like four hours. And then other times, you know, we might do something for three or four hours and all of a sudden it's all over. Okay, so your mind can speed and slow that time down when you're in a flow state. You'll generally often also experience some sort of a feeling of reward or excitement as you're in that state. When you're in the flow state, again, I've, I think we mentioned this before, but you're going to find the experience challenging, but not overly so. And as you're doing it, your actions seem almost effortless. In other words, you feel in control of what you're doing. Now, the state of flow comes in four phases. The first phase is going to be called struggle. In other words, you're not going to get into a state of flow if you don't have any challenge in front of you or if anything's not difficult. So what's going to happen is you're going to have a, you're going to set a goal, you know, whether it's to be a win, win a trade or, or, or whatever. And there's going to be a little cognitive, what we call cognitive dissonance there. In other words, you know where you are and you know where you want to be and that's, and you're not quite there yet and you're going to feel a challenge trying to get there. So that's the, the, the first stage is when you start to feel challenge. The second phase is almost the opposite of that. The second phase, once you've identified the challenge and you know what you want to do, in order to get into the actual flow state, you have to relax. In other words, you have to kind of let the results go. Then from there, once the challenge is identified and once you've relaxed, from there, then you can enter the flow state. 
Now, once you've been in the flow state for a while, one of the things that you'll find is the flow state is actually very demanding on the mind. Therefore, the flow state's only going to last a certain amount of time. And then once that flow state is over, we go into what's called the recovery phase, where sometimes it feels like a little bit of a letdown. It's almost like coming off of a high, so to speak. And then things kind of go back to normal. So the four stages are going to be challenge, then a state of relaxation coming off of that challenge. That allows us to enter the, into the flow state. And then after the flow state has peaked out, we're going to go into a re, what we call a recovery phase. Now, for the people who've been in the state of flow or they've experienced it, they'll often call it one of the most addictive or one of the most satisfying states that they've ever been in. And a lot of times they'll attempt to really experience it again and again and again. And the good part is once you've understand or once you understand how to actually drop into a state of flow, then it becomes much easier to experience that state again, especially if you pay attention to how you do it. So how do we find flow? Well, first of all, or one of the things I really like to mention when we, whenever we talk about flow is part of flow is when what you're doing becomes unconscious. In other words, you know, we have the conscious mind, which is our logical reasoning mind. And if that mind's in the way, if that mind's stressing us out, we're never going to be able to get into the flow state. So the, our conscious mind is there, it's, and we're going to use it in the flow state to recognize the goal, to explain to what's our, our unconscious mind or the part of our mind that controls all our, all our habits. The conscious mind is going to explain to the unconscious mind essentially what it wants. Then the conscious mind has to get out of the way. The conscious is only there for direction. The rest of it's all done automatically in your unconscious. Now, your unconscious, the funny thing about that is that it can do like 60,000 things at the same time. That's why everything seems effortless. That's why we can speed up time. And that's why we can make like 42 decisions like rapidly one after the other is because the unconscious mind is in control. Now, the thing about the unconscious mind though, in order for that to be in control, it has to know what it's doing. In other words, if I'm a basketball player, and I barely know how to dribble a ball, and I generally don't shoot very well, and I don't understand how, how to go around players, I'm never going to be able to enter the state of flow in the context of basketball because the movements and the skills that I need are not in my unconscious mind yet. I'm still learning them. And it's the same thing with trading. If I want to go into the state of flow with trading, I can't expect to be in that state if I don't fully understand what I'm doing. So I need to know the skills of trading and I need to know the risk reward ratios I'm getting for, right? All that stuff has to be unconscious. I have to have had done it enough in order for it to be just natural for me. Okay. And that absolutely has to exist. We have to have that part. So first is to train yourself in all the concepts you need in order to do your type of trading and know them so well that they're essentially unconscious. You don't really have to think about them. Once you do that now and only now can we start thinking about being able to find flow or the state of flow as we're trading. Let's talk about finding flow. The first thing you have to do when you find flow, because flow is a state of focused attention and concentration, the first thing you have to do in order to have the possibility of going into the flow state is to be able to eliminate distractions. Any distraction you have 
is going to tend to pull you out of that state, right? Because it takes away from your concentration. Now, once you're in it, it's a lot easier to avoid distractions, but before you're actually fully in the flow state, a distraction will stop you from going in. And even once you're in, if it's a serious distraction, it can uh, pull you out. So when you're trading, make sure that any distractions are stopped if you want to be in the flow state. The second thing you need to do is make sure you give yourself enough time. We don't automatically drop into it quickly. Now, we can get into it very quickly, especially when we're trained to do it, but it does take some time. Okay, so make sure you give yourself enough time. The third thing is you want to make sure you're doing something you love. If you're not loving trading, right, if you're in trading just for the money, and that's your sole purpose, you don't really like it, you know, you just want money, then you're not doing something you love. You're just doing something because you think it's easy money, which trading is not, by the way, but a lot of people think that it is. Um, anyway, if you're not loving trading, then, or you're, if you're not doing what you love, it's going to be very, very difficult to drop into that state of flow. The next thing you want to make sure of is that you have very, very clear goals. Again, flow is a state of concentration and a state of focus. You can't focus if you don't know what you want. If you, if you don't have a clear um, idea of exactly what it is that you're trying to accomplish, then being in a state of flow, it's not going to happen because what are you focusing on? You need, to, you need to be able to direct that focus and concentrate that focus. And the last thing that you need in order to get into the state of flow is challenge. Now, when I talk about challenge, I'm talking about having a little bit of challenge. So in order to get into the state of flow, First of all, you, if, if you're bored, in other words, if, if, if something that if you know something so well and there's no risk in doing it and you've done it a million times, a lot of times, what do you experience? You experience boredom. And if you're bored, you're not going to get into a state of flow. Remember, the first part of flow is being challenged and you need to have that challenge. But you don't want that challenge to be too much. Once you exceed a certain level of challenge, what happens is we start to get overly concerned about whether it's going to work. We get overly concerned on whether or not we're going to win or not. Once we get to that point where we think it's too hard or we start to become overwhelmed, we're not going to go into flow either. You want to be challenged, but not so challenged that it's overwhelming to you. So those are basically the elements or the things you need in order to get into the state of flow. Now, there are also some things you're going to want to avoid. And the first thing you're going to want to avoid if you're trying to go into the state of flow is any sort of multitasking. Now, the thing about multitasking is it's a distraction. You know, a lot of people think that they do five or six things at the same time, but they don't. They really do one thing at a time, and they, a lot of times they'll switch back and forth between them. If you want total focus, if you want to go into a state of that total focus and total concentration, then all those distractions uh, need to be avoided, and multitasking is going to create distractions. It's not going to allow you to get into flow. The second thing that's going to stop you from dropping into a flow state is stress. Yes, you want a little bit of stress from the challenge, but when it actually turns, when the challenge actually turns to stress, then that is going to be a problem for you. It's going to take you right out of the flow state. The third item that is going to pull you out of a flow state or not allow you to get into a flow state is called the fear of failure. When we start talking about fear of failure, people who have that typically have that because of perfectionism. In other words, they're, they, they're trying to make everything perfect. When we start talking about standards, perfectionism is 
a terrible standard to go by. And I think Tony Robbins, he calls it the, the, the world's worst standard. Because if perfectionism is your standard, then uh, perfectionism is impossible. And if perfection is impossible and that's your standard, then essentially you have no standard, making perfectionism itself the very worst standard anybody could actually go by. So one of the things that you really, really need to deal with if you're um, going to go into the flow state is you have to get over your uh, perfectionistic attitude, if you have one, and be okay with the fact that it's not going to be perfect and set a standard to a little bit more realistic. The fourth thing when we talk about flow or that's going to pull you out of flow is going to be a lack of conviction. So, you know, if you're undecided about things and you're waffling back and forth, and a lot of times it's lack of conviction about a goal, but if you're waffling back and forth or you don't have a conviction in what you're doing and you don't decide that you're going to trust yourself and let it happen, then that is going to pull you out of a state of flow because it's going to cause stress. And again, all this, all these are enemies of going into flow. So to review with flow, we want to have a clear goal. We want to feel challenged, but no, not so challenged that it's overwhelming. We want to make sure we're avoiding any kind of distractions. We want to make sure we're not trying to multitask. We want to make sure the fear of failure is not there. We want to make sure that the lack of conviction isn't there. In other words, we have to have some faith in ourselves that this thing is going to work out. We're going to do our best and it's going to be okay. And all this, when you bring this into the context of trading, what it's telling us is that if we want, truly want to go into the flow state and perform at our best, one of the things we can't be doing is being overly concerned about whether or not we win. The reality in trading is there are elements there that are outside of our control and we can do everything properly and lose. If we are overly focused on that, uh, the result, and, and especially if that creates us stress, uh, overabundance of stress, that's going to be a problem. So let me give you a bit of an example on something that's not trading. So let's take a tennis player. So pretend I'm, pl I'm playing tennis for a minute. And uh, I'm playing a player who I see is somewhat going to, be a, going to be a challenging player for me to play. So I go in and we start playing tennis and I just happen to get into the flow state, right? I'm feeling challenged. I'm not worried about the outcome. You know, I just start playing and doing my best. I'm having a good time. I'm loving it. Okay. And I'm doing fantastic. It just so happens that... I get to the point where I'm one or two points from winning the game and my opponent has zero. So when this happens, a lot of the times what will happen to a player, and, and, and let's say this is happening to me, is I decide that I'm going to coast a little bit for a couple of reasons. One, because, you know, I don't have to play so hard anymore and maybe I'm getting a little bit bored and maybe I'd like to see him score a few points or maybe I'm just trying to make him feel a little bit better by himself and, and maybe let him score a few points before I just put him down, you know? So... So I do that. I kind of back off a little bit. And when I back off a little bit, first of all, that boredom or that sense of backing off is going to drop me out of the flow state. Okay? So I'm going to start playing not so well, which is fine. I intended not to play so well because, you know, I want to make this thing a little bit challenging. I mean, this isn't fun anymore from just slaughtering them. So, so, we, so we make it a little bit challenging. Uh, so I, so I, 
you know, we, we, we scale back our playing. And then he starts scoring a p- few points. Well, the other player who was kind of stressed out because he was going to lose, I don't know, 10 to 0 or whatever, you know, now he's starting to feel a little bit better himself. You know, so he scores two points. He scores three points. And it gets to the point where he's getting close to my score. And now I'm starting to get concerned about this. I said, well, now i got to stop this, right? So I come in and I start hitting the ball back. Well, you know, say he scores another point. Well, here's the thing. Before, it was no challenge for him, okay? He wasn't in the zone. But now that he's scored some points, he feels that he's doing really well. And now he's actually challenging me. So he's fully in the zone at this point. Me, I'm out of the zone, okay? Now, I'm starting to get a little bit stressed out because, hey, you know, I was 10 points ahead of this guy. Now, he's almost caught up to me. What would it look like now if I lost the game? Right At the beginning of the game, I wasn't that concerned about losing the game. I was just concerned about playing and having a good time. But now, I go right from taking it easy to being overly concerned about the score, overly concerned about winning. And that stresses me out. And since it stresses me out, there's no way for me to get back in the zone. There's a common name for this in the game of sports. That is called choking. Okay? And that being the case, if I get overly focused on the score, I'm not going to... I'm not going to get back in the zone. My opponent's in the zone. It's almost for sure I'm not going to perform my best. He's performing his best. Game over. Right? I'm going to lose the game. It's the same way with trading. Right? A lot of times we get into a trade and we're not that concerned. I mean, we want to win, of course. That's why we get in. That's our goal. That's our, that's our focus. We're, you know, we're going to win the trade. But when we enter the trade... We're kind of focused on the process, right? We're focused on, you know, entering at the right time and, um, and making the right moves as the, as the market starts to move around. But at some point, we get concerned about the score. At some point, we get hyper-focused. You know, maybe we're up a little bit of money and we don't want to lose that money or we're not making enough money. And our shift, our focus shifts over to the score. And as soon as our focus shifts over the, to the score and we become over concern about the score, we choke. And when we choke, we don't trade our best. We start making poor decisions, and then, the, then everything just starts to unravel, and next thing you know, we lost a, a trade where we probably would have won it if we had just stayed focused on the process. And the only way to get back into the flow is to let the results be what the results are going to be, and then focus back in on our procedure. So hopefully that was helpful to everybody on flow, and now you understand that a lot better, and it'll be a lot easier for you to get into the flow the next time you trade. So that's what I have for you today. If you like what you've heard, I encourage you to visit us at LockingYourSuccess.com and check out our pro membership so that you too can break through barriers and make quantum leaps in your trading. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you on the next Trading Performance Podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to check out my Trading Performance Membership, where we take all this material to the next level. We study it and we apply it to bring our trading performance to peak levels. Simply go to tradingperformancepodcast.com, that's one word, tradingperformancepodcast.com, to receive information on how you too can become involved and improve your trading. I look forward to seeing you there.